0: The Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donato's.com for more information. How is it going everybody today? I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former Georgia Tech quarterback, a native of Columbus, Georgia, and a member of the Spring League's Blues in 2020. Taquan Marshall, how are we
1: doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. I'm glad you're, you're having me on such short notice.
0: Yes, sir. I'm I'm very happy to have you on as well. But, you know, first and foremost, I'm a fellow Georgia boy. So I grew up in Albany, Georgia. So we got to represent that hometown a home state a little oh, bit. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Columbus, Georgia. What makes it so special?
1: Well, I'm right outside of Columbus and in, in Catala in right in Harris County. But I mean, I love it here. It's it's I get country vibes here. Um it's really peaceful, really quiet. Um everyone knows everyone. So um I grew up with a very close-knit group of friends um i still communicate with a lot of them to this day um uh, i mean i just it was it was always fun as a getaway to to come back here when i was in college if i wanted to get out of the city for a little bit and just come spend time with my family see some friends uh it was always good to be able to just drive about an hour and a half to get home so um yeah and i mean there's a lot of stuff to do um, if if you like the country then you'll enjoy fishing um ride forward dirt bikes getting out on the lake Some some things you can't really do while you're in the middle of the city, so uh, that's that's always a perk of being being in the country. So I love it.
0: Yeah, sir, for real, for real. Georgia Georgia hits different, bro, for sure. So oh yeah, we got to know about that recruiting process out of high school. What was that like? Um, kind of just tell us about it, and then how you ended up at Georgia Tech. It
1: was it was frustrating in the beginning, um, being a freshman and sophomore. Really, more of a sophomore freshman year, uh, of course. One of my good friends, Jordan Jenkins, who a lot of people from this area know, he was highly recruited. So I got to see kind of what the recruiting trail was like and see how recruiting was more of a business. Um, When I was a freshman, I I got to go to a lot of schools. Almost every school he went to visit, uh, me and my family were with him. So our families are really close. Um, But just kind of seeing how everything went there – it made me enjoy the game that much more because I wanted to be able to do those same things when it was my time. Um, And then my sophomore year, um, I played some receiver and, you know, I had some catches, some touchdowns. I did some, some good things, but recruiting, my recruiting wasn't as jumping as I would have wanted it to be my sophomore year so it was just that that part of it was kind of frustrating because I felt like I had the talent to play at the next level but I wasn't really getting some of the offers that some of the guys in the area were getting that I felt like I also deserved um but then my junior year uh kind of popped up on the scene balled out junior year we had a pretty good run and we lost in the second round but we had a pretty good run that year um we did some special things and then I played in a Rising Seniors games that uh, one of my good friends, Joe Burns, who also went to Tech, he played running back at Tech, he puts on every year. Obviously, they didn't have it this year because of COVID, but he puts it on every year for the top juniors in Georgia. And I got an opportunity to go play in it and really balled out in practice. The coaches really liked me. And did some good things in the game. And next thing you know, in that December, I got my first offer from Duke. And then after that, everything just – it was like a snowball effect. Like they were coming in like Halloween candy. Like it left, before you know it, by the end of the week, I probably had like seven more schools that had already offered. Me. That's
0: the way it always works, my man, once so you get just, that first.
1: So that process of it was, it was fun. Like it was really exciting. On I was just a junior getting, getting the attention from these schools that I felt like I deserved. And that I felt like, felt like I had worked hard enough to, to, to get it was, really, it was really exciting, and then the stressful part starts to, to come on when you get a lot of schools that are, you know, pulling you left and right, and they want you because of this reason and that reason, and you just – at a young age, you don't really know. Um, you're just excited because these schools want you, and you know you're going to have an opportunity to play football at the next level, which is a lot of kids' dreams, but – then you have to really weigh in some of the different aspects of the schools. Okay, what kind of offense they run? Um, how can they help me get to the next level if that's what I want to do? Do they have the major that I want to major in? Um, how are they going to help me academically? How are they going to help me grow as a young man? Are the coaches – now, you can't always look at the coaches because coaches change, but obviously you you want to know that, that staff that's there, if they're looking out for your best interest for sure Um, so those are the kind of things that I was weighing in and of course my parents at a certain time they definitely had um, a big role in helping me decide um, on certain schools Um, but at the end of the day it was ultimately left up to me my parents wanted me to go to where I was going to be happy and my mom told me to look at it as if I wasn't going to school to play football where I'd be happy because you know, at any given point, football can be taken away, and I could end up just being there as a student, so that was one of the biggest things that, you know, I looked at um, when it was coming to choosing school, and and for me, after my junior year, and uh, I kind of, all the offers started to really slow down, um, and I was able to narrow down going into my senior year which schools that I wanted to to consider, and I was going to take, I was taking visits to all these schools to just kind of get my, my last glimpse and my last little knowledge about each school before I made my decision, because going into my senior year, I wanted my senior year to be focused on my senior year. Um, I didn't want any other outside things to, to stop me from the goals that I had planned for my senior year. So I uh, took my last couple of visits and then no one really knows this, but one of the schools kind of did me dirty. And um, that kind of led me to making my decision to go to Georgia Tech. So that's what I decided. Now, going into Tech, I was going in as an athlete. So I couldn't have told you that in my junior year that I'd be starting against Tennessee. So um, that's that's kind of how the recruitment trail went for me. But it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I went to a lot of schools. Um, enjoy the good food enjoy the good game atmospheres I mean it, it's something that if I could do it again I'd definitely do it again
0: yeah that's what's up yeah that's a that's a journey my man it's always it's always the same thing you know once once you get that first big big d1 off or the rest of them start oh, yeah. coming they're like they're like damn I better shoot mine out there real quick too <laughs> oh yeah that's
1: exactly how it is <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. So in 2017, like you just mentioned, uh, you were named the starting quarterback for Georgia Tech shattering records just right off the bat, bro, just your first game you started shattering the rewriting the record book, my man, um, kind of what was that feeling like, you know, af- as you mentioned, you were an athlete the couple of years prior, you know, you went out there, you got some snaps and all that good stuff. But what was it like, you know, like, you're the man of this team now. Um, so kind of just take us into the what that experience was like.
1: Man, I grind I grind so hard that offseason. Going into my junior year, the starting position was up in the air. But like I probably that's probably the hardest I've ground. Now I've grinded pretty hard, but that that was one of them things where it's like Mercedes-Benz versus Tennessee was like at the top of the pyramid, and I was doing everything I could do to make sure that I was gonna be that guy while we went in the phase bands. And man, I had a great I had well, I had a decent spring, but I had a great fall camp. Like my fall camp was phenomenal. Um and then my, uh, about maybe a week and a half before opener, we were we we're about to finish up with camp, my my um, position coach came to me and told me I was gonna be the, the starting guy, called my parents immediately. And, you know, I mean, it was just so exciting just to know that all the hard work I had put in was finally paying off. And then, I mean, to go into that Tennessee game and just, like, I I couldn't even tell you. Like, I mean, for me, it was just me playing ball, like doing something that I really enjoyed. And at the end of the game, that's when I found out about all the stats. I mean, I had no idea I had that many carries. It didn't feel like it. Um, I had no idea I had many, that many yards, that many touchdowns. Like, to me, I was just out there having fun, balling, trying to do whatever it took to get the W. So, it was it was kind of crazy at the end of the game when they started reading me off the stats. They were like, yeah, you broke this record. You broke this record. I'm like, well, dang. And in the moment, of course, we had lost. So, you know, to me, I was like, well, you know, all that's great. But, I mean, we didn't win. So, you know, right now, I'm not really focused on all the records that are being broke. Um, I was just saying, like, I was going to watch the film, see what we could do better, and then try to progress from there. But, I mean, looking back at it, it's just really crazy. A lot of people, like people to this day still hit me up saying, man, uh, you know, we were super proud of you for that game. Matter of fact, I had a fan hit me up the other day and he was telling me how awesome it was being able to watch me um, against Tennessee and the performance I had. So I think that's one of the the memories that everyone will have and one of the games that everyone will remember uh, that will go down in the books.
0: Yeah, for sure. So following your career at Georgia Tech, you switched up to the wide receiver position. Kind of what led to that decision and how difficult of a transition was it?
1: Um, I wanted to be more versatile. Um, I knew if I played quarterback, then it was just quarterback. And now my whole life, of course, I had played quarterback basically my whole life, but I've also, um, in high school, while playing quarterback, called punts, did kickoff, returns, played defense. Uh, when I first got to college, I was catching punts, um, catching kickoffs, playing special teams. So um, that was really the the thing that weighed in the most, and I didn't want to limit myself to just one position. And I felt like who wants someone – Do does a team want someone who can just play, you know, running back, or do they want someone who can play running back, they can put them out at receiver – Um, also catch punts and kicks so that's kind of the way I looked at it and that's what made me make that decision because I was like well I've always been kind of athletic so why not go back to receiver and and see you know where I land so that was that was the decision that I made and the the transition was it wasn't the easiest especially coming off some injuries my um, senior year but I have a great receiver trainer, um, Route King, shout out to him. Um, and if you ask him to this day, he'll tell you, man, from the time that he started working on me to where I'm at now, it's it, it's an incredible jump. I mean, I've learned so much. I learned so much about receiver within a year that I now use in my game. And now that I teach younger guys that are playing the position to ask me um, that they can, you know, add to their game, it's its It's incredible, all the stuff that I was missing out on, and it's crazy because a lot of kids, even in college, they don't even have some of the information uh, until they get out of college and actually start working with someone who knows a little bit more about the game but the the transition it was kind of tough in the beginning, but now i mean i'm I'm loving it,
0: yeah, for sure. um so you landed some mini camp invitations from the Ravens and Falcons um following. The draft and all of that stuff. So, kind of, what was that experience like, and what did you kind of learn during your your time with them?
1: I really learned that after college, it's strictly business. Like, of course, you you know, everyone loves the game, and, but it's it's more on the business aspect than it is, you know, playing ball. Um, and which is unfortunate, but I mean, it's kind of the same way in college. It's 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 a business but um yeah it's it's you're a pro like that is your that is your job your job is to you know go to work learn your playbook you know take care of your body eat the right things um so that's that's kind of what i got out of it um i definitely enjoyed it i'm still pursuing ball so um hopefully i'll be back soon
0: yeah, for sure. Um, who's the best athlete? And you could take this back to high school, little gritters, it don't matter. Who's the best athlete you've ever played with and against? <laughs> I know, it's um, tough. You can throw out a couple names. And I'd, have
1: to, I'd have to say against, man, Deshaun Watson, he was, he was just a different breed. Just watching him operate in high school. It was crazy, and then just even playing against him in college. I mean, some of the stuff he he was doing and the way he was operating is just it was. I didn't notice it then, but then when I saw him in college, I'm like, yeah, this this guy's different. Um, let's see. I mean, of course, there's some there's some some other couple guys that, that I played against that are um that were some dogs that just um and playing with. I don't know. I played with a lot of people with uh, with some good talent. I had, I had some guys at Tech that were some that were some guys that could ball. Of course, my boy Tay, he could ball. He made the transition from running back to linebacker, he's balling now. Um, I mean, I played. It. I can't name specifically, but I have played with a lot of guys that can that can really that can really ball.
0: For sure. So you played both the quarterback and the wide receiver position. So this is why I I got to ask this question. In your honest opinion, who is the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL right now?
1: Ooh. <laughs> best duo? Yeah. Man, I think it might have to be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams.
0: I was gonna say the same thing.
1: <laughs> they're 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 pretty cold. Um, yeah, they they, they got to be at the top, and then I would probably go. It's tough after that because it, it could be a toss up. It could be Allen and Diggs. It could be Russ and and DK. Um, but at the at the top of the pyramid, I'm gonna definitely go a Rod and um and and Devontae
0: yeah for sure I was thinking the same thing um so you recently announced that you created like a seven seven football team kind of what led into that decision and tell us about it and how people who are interested could can sign up
1: so basically um I don't know I think I was sitting in my room one day and I was scrolling on Instagram and I was seeing how Cam and all them they have you know they're having their tryouts and you know my receiver coach's son is on a 7 on 7 team and i was like hmm, we don't have anything like that around here not that i know of at least and i'm like my name still holds a little weight here i'm like it'd be it'd be pretty dope to be able to start something that can grow into something big and give kids the opportunity to expose themselves to better competition expose themselves to more recruiting to your two four sevens your rivals your espn because when you when you win and when you play against other good teams or you ball against other good teams whether that's a win or a loss you get recognized and you get on the recruiting trail um and also i also look at it more like a mentorship I'm, uh, you know a lot of, i can i feel like me being a coach or me helping younger guys, I can be more of a mentor to them as well and be able to relate to them more because I'm closer to their age. And I've been through the things they've been through, not saying that older coaches and some of the coaches that coach G7017s can't relate, but I feel like when a a player is closer to age um, to the person who's coaching them, they like to listen a little bit more, like we, you know, how it is. Like you'll listen to someone who's not your parents. Uh, you're you're more likely to listen to them than you are to listen to your parents, and they could be telling you the same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I feel like it could be like that sometimes. So that's that's kind of the the way I was looking at it, and then I literally just started brainstorming ideas, and I put everything together probably in a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks. Just getting, you know, my logo, um, figuring out where I'm going to do the tryouts, who I'm going to have for the tryouts, um, how soon I want to get in a tournament, what the uniforms are going to look like, how I want the uniforms to look, um, with the color scheme, like all this stuff. So um, that's just kind of the thought process I have for it. And, and what I was looking to do is just really help the community. I, I don't want any financial gain from it, Um, everything that, like, I put up a GoFundMe, all the, all those donations go back into, you know, this, this team, because next year, I want it to be bigger, I want it to be better, I want to reach more age groups, because right now, obviously, I'm only doing 18U, which is high school, like, basically, all of the high schoolers, Um, and next year, I'm wanting to do a division for each 18U, 17U, 16U, and 15U have four different teams, um, and make it bigger and better. Bigger and better. So that's that's kind of the idea that I was going for, just to help kids out in in this younger generation. Because when I was coming out of high school, uh, I don't think seven seven on seven was as prevalent as it is right now. I mean, it, it's pretty much the thing that you do. when you're not in season, it's pretty much the thing you do. Yeah. During the spring season and early summer. So,
0: yeah, yeah, the seven on seven, seven on sevens have definitely taken a taken a rise these past couple of years for sure. And a lot of people are just dead ass just being recruited just because of how they perform. I was about to say, I've, I've
1: seen, I saw last year this guy, and don't get me wrong, he, uh, I've seen him train and he's, he's pretty good. But I literally saw him last year make this one handed catch uh, in the seven on seven tournament. He made two of them literally the next day he had like five offers
0: yeah yeah that shit's for real man it's crazy and it's like social media obviously is helping with it too it's just a lot more ways to get your content out there get your plays out there so it's just it's this is the time to be doing things like this too so it's definitely dope that you're out here trying to help out your community so with that being said kind of what's next for you in terms of ball in terms of coaching what's next for you my man so we can all stay tuned
1: so i'm i'm still pursuing ball um I got a couple things lined up coming up. Um, Just gonna see how things go. Obviously, this is something that I'm doing as well. The seven on seventeen, I do see myself coaching when ball is over. So this is gonna gonna kind of help with that. But I'm still playing ball. It's still at the it's still at the top top of the list. Um, Good. So I'm still training, doing everything I need to do to be ready when when my call comes. So. And it that's, will, that's my man. What you have to, there's that's all these you have to look
0: for. Yeah, bro. There's all these leagues out here now too. We got the Fan Control Football yeah. League. We got the XFL coming back. We got the Spring League. All of that good stuff, my man. Um, one last question for you: What kind of advice can you give to the young athletes out there chasing their ball dreams?
1: Work hard, I, but I think the the most important thing is to make sure you're having fun, because at some point. The not necessarily saying you will take the fun out of the game, but there's going to be some, some aspect of the fun taken out of the game just because of the business aspect of it. So I wish I would have enjoyed the funness of the game a little bit more as uh, at a younger age. Um, besides that, I mean, just work hard. Keep your grades up. Those are the most important things. If you don't have good grades, a lot of things won't be able to go your way. Uh, stay stay in the books stay positive work hard at all times there's always someone out there working um and just have fun have fun with it
0: yeah for sure ladies and gentlemen taquan marshall um i'll be linking all of his social medias and everything down below in the bio make sure you guys check my boy out i appreciate you for hopping on the show my man
1: oh yeah man thanks for having me
0: yes sir